0: I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. This is Funny Like Clown Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, yeah, May. Yeah, May. Wow, it's May 2nd already. I confused myself with the date. That's how on top of things I am. May 2nd, 2022. This episode, 145. I know I haven't been with you guys for a while here. I've been busy, busy. But I'm on vacation this week, and I'm I usually do a weekly podcast i'm hoping to kick out uh, one post cap, one podcast today for like seven eight days straight here and we'll see how that works out that's my hope i don't know if it's gonna work out or not but uh try to catch up and uh you know keep things moving right along here at a, at a, at a great pace because i got other projects i, I want to you know i want to do but i want to give the podcast a proper attention because i started it damn it i'll finish it because uh that's what i do we'll be talking about a, a legendary comedian today uh certainly uh mr bernie mack and uh from a tough childhood uh to established career so you know shows no matter how rough you got it as a kid you can always turn your life around and do something great and uh well not so much turn your life around but no matter how rough of upbringing you had you know you can always turn into something better turn into something good you don't have to be stuck in that lifestyle if you don't want to be um Let's see. Today's episode is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce for the spicy, sweet, savory, tasty game time. There's only one G Vegas available at www.gvegas.webs.com. Go there, get a shirt right to your door, and put the whamma jamma in your mouth. That's what happens, man. You take a bite of G Vegas Buffalo Sauce on a chicken wing and whamma jamma. That's what you get, the whamma jamma in your mouth. We got a commercial coming out. That's the new slogan. Okay. So we're going to slogan whamma jamma. That's the new G Vegas Buffalo sauce slogan. And we're going to have you guys walking around telling all your friends whamma jamma. And then they're going to know you're talking about G Vegas Buffalo sauce. That's all good. Good. You know, good slogan starts out right there. You know, uh, <clears throat> man, let's see. Um, Bernie Mac, man, uh, born and raised on Chicago South side. And, uh, you ever seen the movies? Uh, you know, it, it, that's a pretty rough part of town, right there, man. So uh hey, he survived, right? People survived down there. Um, I guess he's best known for joining uh Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, and D.L. Hewley in the original Kings of Comedy. That was like a huge, huge tour where uh each one of those guys went on to do big things after that tour. Uh briefly hosted HBO's uh Midnight Mac uh let's see uh had a bunch of smaller roles in film uh his most noted one was in oceans 11 which i did see and i do remember him from um let's see had the bernie Mac show on fox tv which uh was a sitcom that lasted five seasons for him um you know other than oceans 11 some you may or may not remember him from uh let's see old dogs madagascar 2 uh Mo Money, Booty Call, Friday, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, Bad Santa, BAPS Life, uh, Players Club, Head of State, uh, Guess Who, Pride, Soul Man, and Transformers. So, uh, I guess I wanted to stay. Charlie's Angels. I think I might have remember seeing him in there. Uh, Transformers. Uh, I know it's a popular series. I didn't see him in there, but a lot of smaller movies too. Man, guy kept busy. That's for sure. Uh, he wasn't sitting home looking for work. He was out doing some smack right there, man. Getting the job done in comedy. And that's what it's all about. Uh let's see. Um his mom passed away when he was only 16 years old. So uh I can't budge not having your dad around and your mom passing away at 16. That's an age where uh that can mess your head right on up, I guess. Yeah. So um I guess uh he moved to Florida to go to high school for a little while. Then he went back to uh, Chicago and graduated there, took on some old jo- odd jobs, which, uh, which shows you as big a biggest star as Bernie Mac was. Everybody thinks you start out a star, you know? So no, no, know no, other people be stars, I can't be. These stars, just they started out just like me and you doing regular jobs. So this is some of the odd jobs he had after high school. Uh, he was a janitor, he was a bus driver, he was a cook, he was a delivery man, so... If you think all these big stars start out, you know, that way, no, uh, they started out regular people just like me and you who had a dream, baby. Follow your dreams. That's what it's all about. Uh, he did all these jobs during the week. Well, he did uh stand-up comedy on the weekends, so uh he was a weekend comic at first. Said so he was influenced by the three stooges, Richard Pryor and Red Fox, which uh Remember yeah, Red Fox he was like the original dirty comic and then Richard Pryor he brought it more mainstream thing where it was acceptable to do a dirty comedy like that and who don't love the Three Stooges? Come on, that's an all-time slapstick comedy. There. They're they're they what do they call it? Timeless. Timeless comedy right there the Three Stooges. Um at age uh, 32 years old, so I mean you know you, you think you got to make it in your 20s which it is as you get older it's tough to make it in comedy because nobody's looking for the older comic they're looking for the young up and coming comic but uh it, it took this guy till he was age 32 we finally won the Miller Lite comedy search and uh that got his name out there his popularity began to grow after that you know once you get noticed um really got noticed that earned him a spot on hbo's Death comedy jam where uh Now, have you seen Deaf Comedy Jam? I remember it. It's like this wire cage, and it's a really rowdy crowd. You know, it was like a really... And I guess Martin Lawrence was on, and uh, he couldn't tame the crowd. They were just giving him crap left and right. He couldn't do nothing with him, didn't know how to get out of it. Uh, Then Mac took the stage, and... uh... He famously said, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers," and that's what I let off the podcast with tonight. Though so that was where the reference was from, and he really took control of the crowd. And you know, him being able to control the crowd where other comics couldn't really launched him into the spotlight like that. Uh, I remember, Bill Byrd did that. He was I forget somewhere and crowd was going off and he just went on this five minute rant he was just 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 lighting into this crowd now this is what you wanted he said and uh i got four minutes he said let him some more i got three minutes let him some more two minutes one minute and it went down as one of the greatest sets of all time because he handled the crowd where most people couldn't you never know what's going to make you famous in this business uh Open for such acts as Dionne Warwick, Red Fox, and Natalie Cole. So that must have been cool. You know, if one of your comedy idols that made you want to try comedy was Red Fox, then you get to open for him. That had to be a moment. Um, Sam Kennison was the reason I got into comedy, and he's passed away. I could never open for him. But I did get to open for his opener and best friend, Mr. Carl Bove so that was really cool i guess i had one dream left probably be i was also in the dirty comedy in the 80s and stuff so i guess uh probably andrew Dice clay i'd love to open him someday but uh that may or may not happen we were looking into booking that guy and uh he don't work cheap Coming to find out maybe you want to mortgage your house you can book Dice. you know but other than that <laughs> who knows you know but uh it's a lot of money uh, let's see uh had a smaller role in house party three um did some movies with Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, and Robin Williams. So, I mean, these are some big names in the business guy's working with right here. So, uh, shows you how big his popularity got at one point. Um, let's see. For the Fox sitcom show called The Bernie Mac Show, after himself, he played a version of himself uh, who got custody of his sister's kids uh, when she went to uh, therapy, to rehab. And, um... I guess the show is noted for for breaking ground for promoting human dignity because, you know, even if somebody's in rehab, it doesn't make them a bad person. It's a person who made some bad choices that needs help. And uh, certainly my best friend, man, who's a bad alcoholic and he got help and got help and cut kind it of help. Couldn't beat it, couldn't beat it, ended up taking his own life. So I've seen firsthand how mean of a disease that could be right there. So, uh, you know, you got to keep your dignity, though, man. You know, you got to treat these people the same, you know, and understand what they're going through. And I try to give him support, you know, and, uh, looking back, I wish I had given him, well, you can only, they see, that's the problem there is a fine line between support and MP take advantage of you. So it's a fine line. And just, you know, if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. It's a difficult situation, but, uh, but he really, he showed this, you know, how to treat people who have problems with dignity in this show. And, um, Let's see for that. I guess he got ranked on TV Guide's uh, 50 Greatest Dads of All Time. He's number 47. So just to be on this list, I mean, you might leave it to Beaver. I remember his dad was on there. Cosby, very his trouble, he's TV's dad. Uh, good Times, the dad from there. James, uh, what's his face there? And, uh, you know, and all the TV Dads of All Time. There's been a lot of shows with TV Dads, man. So just to be on the top 50 list, that's really saying something with this guy's career, man. So congratulations to him um you know we mentioned all the movies that he did which was a really really long list of movies that he did and i guess he announced on uh the david letterman show on uh on the uh, late show with david letterman i guess properly said that he was going to retire from his career after 30 years uh, in the business and uh he said he wanted to enjoy what little life he had left and he realized that he missed out on a lot of things, which, you know, they say that, you know, it's like you try so hard in comedy and when you finally get it and you're on the road. And I've heard this from a lot of comics, you hit not spot the spot. You think, yes, man, this is it. This is everything I worked for. It finally, the dream come true, but you get burnt out after you do it for so long. It's like you, you realize, Hey man, if I died out here on the road doing comedy or anybody even notice, you know, anybody back home even come to bury me or what, you know, so it, it can burn you out too, you know, so you work so hard to get it. Then once you get there, it's not always what you thought it was uh, cracked up to be. I remember uh, Richie Sambora, the guitar player from Bon Jovi, he ended up quitting the band. And it's like, how could you quit one of the biggest bands of all time? And I guess he told the magazine, he said, you know, I realized how lucky I was to be in Bon Jovi and to fulfill my dream of being a guitar player and musician. And I was lucky as luckiest guy in the world to be one of the biggest bands of all time. But after a while, you look back and you realize on what you missed out on. You know, you, you miss out on like the everyday stuff that other people just take for granted because that's our life. You know, when, when you're torn on the road, you know, uh, you know, 364 days out of 365 in a year, man, that's your whole life is torn. You're not know? doing birthday parties with the families. You're not getting to know, you know, quality time with friends and family. You're missing out on all of the regular everyday stuff that normal people do remember they said that about michael jackson too they said you know he used to have uh this guy's like a grown man and he's having sleepover parties at his mansion there with little kids he's like what is this guy weirdo or something but i guess his father turned him into a star at such a young age where he missed out on that he never had sleepovers with his friends as a kid so he was trying to relive it later on in his life and you know you could question every which way to tuesday how far it went with all the media and stuff but uh you know, that, that's the life, you know, you miss out on the normal life when you, you know, you want to be a big star and you think it's the greatest thing. But when you are the big star and you, you realize you miss out on the normal life, other people live. So that's the tough part of the business right there. Uh, after a legendary career, uh, 2004, he was having some health problems. He had a pneumonia in both lungs, which I've had pneumonia and that's like uh, one mean disease right there out there. I was coughing up some stuff forever and uh wasn't properly diagnosed because I should have went down they should have gave me some antibodies or whatever get it out of there but I ended up coughing most of it out but after I did man once you've had pneumonia that makes you like easily susceptible to get it again once you've had it once and I remember I just got every year man flu season came around I was down for like a week in bed just coughing up my lungs finally I said I got sick of this and some people are for, some people are against the flu shot, but I do. I get a flu shot every year, and I haven't been sick of uh, flu season yet. That's me knocking on wood right there, but uh, who knows? Maybe, you know, when I'm 60, I'll grow a third eyeball or something. But, uh, hey, how much life do I got left at 60? I got a third eyeball from the whatever they put in that stuff. Who knows? But um, it's a personal choice, I guess, you know. It's better than lying in bed, coughing up my lungs a week every year, I can tell you that much um let's see he also suffered from exhaustion because you know you're constantly on the road you're constantly taking planes you're taking buses it's this arena that arena the tv show fly here fly there it catches we talk about some podcasts where you got to be in in great shape that's why a lot of comics turn the drugs in the comedy world just to keep them going because the, the schedule is so demanding uh, your body can't keep up with it um 2005s uh he had a lung disease that went into remission Um, the disease started to attack his lungs and, uh, August 9th of 2008, he finally passed away from complications of pneumonia and, uh, you know, just goes to show you, you know, showing up on Chicago's uh, tough side of town, you know, mom dying at 16. This guy had every excuse in the world to turn to a bad life, but, you know, instead of doing that, he, he he led a straight life and turned into one of the greatest comics of all time. So, you know, they always say that no matter how bad off you got it in life, there's always somebody out there who's got it worse. And it's a very true statement. Um, I guess uh, after he passed away, uh, influenced by his friend Steve Harvey, who really went bad for him, uh, Chicago mayor proclaimed uh, in Chicago, November 14th is Bernie Mac day. So, if you're in Chicago and it's November 14th, you're, you're in Chicago for Bernie Mac Day, baby, right there. And uh, I guess if you live there, you're probably the guy that Chicago kicked out. So either way, you got it going on right there. Uh, how good was this gang comedy? Comedy has been around for a long time, folks, okay? I'm talking going back to when, when we had kings and queens and we had jesters who entertained them, okay? That was the comedy, the jester, where you either made the king laugh, or you got your head cut off, okay? So you had to be funny. But this guy was, like, uh, so good in a comedy of all time. Rolling Stone put him down as the number 41 greatest comedian of all time. And Comedy Central honored him at number 72 greatest comedian of all time. So, I mean, if you're on the top 100 comedians of all time on any list, you're doing damn good right there, man, because there's been a whole lot of comics out there. Uh, comic became, what, the 80s was one of the biggest things of all time. And making a big comeback now, man. I'll tell you, there's so many comics out there coming up. the the Amy Schumers, the, uh, you know, Whitney Cummings, the Bill Burrs, the Louis C.K.'s, and man, there's a whole new generation taking over and uh, what a great generation it is to be a comedian, I guess, right? But um, yeah, man, Bernie Mac, one of the original kings of comedy and uh, legendary career and Hopefully, you know you can have a legendary career in whatever you choose to do. Because if you're a woodworker, then be the best damn woodworker you can be. Or if you, if you work at a at a grocery store, you know, ringing up the cash register, then you be the best damn cashier that you can be. Whatever you do in life, don't be ashamed. Be proud, man. That's what we're talking about—dignity—and that's what uh, Bernie Mac had. And, Certainly spread the world that everybody, you know, everybody should be treated with dignity. That's a great thing. So tomorrow when you go to work, you treat everybody with dignity and hopefully it rubs off on them and everybody gets treated with dignity and the world's a better place. Hey, that's what we do here, man. We try to keep things positive. Funny Like Clown podcast, we're exploring the history of comedy and what a great history Mr. Bernie Mac had. And hopefully we're going to see you tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. For eight days straight with a podcast. We'll see how it goes. Tell them, keep laughing, babe, because laughter is the best medicine Good night.